The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Football full circle on the right, fake to Armstrong, run for five, put it to the end zone, touchdown! Launches down the middle for McCluskey, and he puts three. Touchdown! Touchdown! They take the lead with three seconds. Patterson to the end zone, drives his way in. Virginia Tech has won it. All right, here we go. College football full circle. Mike Carver and Joe Lisi go for the two, baby, right here as we get going. Joe, how are you, my man? What's going on? Oh, we're inching closer to the start of the season, Carver. This is where I start to get amped up. This is what it's all about, the final stretch run, the calm before the storm, right? I mean, we're talking Pac-12 today. We can go back to the days of Cade McNown, Ricky Irvins. When will the Pac-12 be relevant? That's my question to you. It's been a long time since Pete Carroll and the USC Trojans hoisted the trophy. You're absolutely right, Joe, and, and you mentioned it. We're talking Pac-12 today as we continue to inch closer and closer to the goal line, Joe, and that is kickoff of the 2021 college football season. Uh, and we're getting into, listen, we've got a bunch of media days in the next couple weeks. I think the ACC is having theirs later in the week, Joe. So we're going to have a lot to chew on here. Let's go to the Pac-12, though, because like you mentioned, um, the Pac-12 is an interesting conference. In the aspect that they're the one conference, Joe, that obviously pushes is pushing harder than any of them to get this expanded college football playoff in because, let's be honest, they're never in it. So they're in it there. I mean, listen, they, they've, had a couple of, they've had a couple of appearances. We know that, uh, whether it was Washington getting whacked that one year by Bama. Oregon, of course, did make uh, – you, you know, they got in it the one year and got whacked by Florida State. So – I think the thing you have to look at with the Pac-12, Joe, is are they improving? Are they getting better? Uh, Do they have any teams? Is Oregon finally getting into that level where you can put them in the conversation with those four or five teams we always talk about for the playoff? Is Cristobal still a couple, uh, you know, a couple years away? Uh, they're going to get an early, uh, a big test early on. I mean, you're going to see what Oregon has to made of uh, week two when they play Ohio State. But going into the into this season, how about this Pac-12 and the fact that you know they don't get any respect, as some people say. Well, I think the respect, you have to earn it, right? And that was the thing in the days of Oregon with Mike Pilati and even with Chip Kelly, right? Chip Kelly takes the team to the national championship against Chiswick and and, or- and Auburn, right? Can't pull that win out. And they've been close, but they haven't been able to knock down the door since the days of Pete Carroll for the most part, right? And when you just look at the conference as a whole, the, it really is a mentality type of type of aspect, right? They, they, they just don't ooze defense. They just don't ooze physicality as maybe the SEC or the Big Ten or a team like Clemson from the ACC, right? And and that's part of the argument in terms of the college football playoff. Now, that being said, I thought last year it actually lined up perfect for a team like USC to 
to crack the college football playoff, right? They had an opportunity. Oregon comes in on short notice to possibly step in for Washington that couldn't make it into the Pac-12 championship game. And what does USC do? They lay an egg at home in the big uh, Pac-12 championship game and get knocked out from an undefeated season, right? Then you say, okay, Oregon's an elite team. They go New Year's Day, they get blown out by a, a good Iowa State team. So that carries over from year to year. I mean, that we everybody remembers how Iowa State abused Oregon, right? So, so from the early get-go, when we have these games, if they don't step up early and dominate, they're never going to be put into the conversation because of past performance performance no you're absolutely right joe and, and you do have to earn that respect and i and i think that that's a big part of it now the west coast pac-12 defender joe will say to you well they never get a fair shake because their games are late at night and and there's a bias to the back 12 and look the, i think the proof's in the pudding sometimes joe and when you look at the record of some of these teams you know they they tend to eat each other out there right. in that conference. You know, that's there's years where you think, I know the last, you know, Utah's going to be good. Yeah, well, they beat each other up. Oregon's going to be good, beat each other up. USC, etc. They seem to always lose a game or two in conference to each other, and that obviously hurts you when you get to playoff time. It does, and when you look at USC in particular, if the regular season was normal last year, they started week one against Alabama, and they were only catching 14 points, which was a low spread considering the dominance for Alabama in week one, right? That game wasn't played. So that was an opportunity to really showcase out with Keaton Slovis. Now, when you look at these marquee games from an interconference perspective, you have LSU, UCLA with Dorian Thompson Robinson, and then we have Oregon, Ohio State. That's the gauge in terms of saying, is the Pac-12 up with some of the other Power Five conferences? No, and th- and you're right. They're going to have some opportunities to maybe you know dispel uh, that theory and that trend that we talk about because they do play some games out of conference that have some significance and even the middle tier joe has games of significance i mean washington's going to the big house to play michigan you know oregon state's going to purdue maybe not the biggest game in the grand scheme of things but when you talk about it from a pac-12 respect factor that's a couple road games for the pac-12 going east that are going to be very big for them. So we'll get into Oregon, USC, Keaton Slovis. I want to talk about Chip Kelly and UCLA. We've got Corey Allen later on. College football full circle. Mike Carver, Joe Lisi. We're just getting going right here on Sports Grid Radio, Channel 204 on Sirius XM. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to College Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Mike Carver. All right, and we're back. 
College football full circle. Mike Carver and Joe Lisi here with you on Sports Grid Radio. Sirius XM Channel 204. We're talking Pac-12 today. Uh, we will start with Oregon, uh, Joe, because obviously they are the quote-unquote favorites or maybe co-favorites, if you want to say, with USC. As of right now, Oregon and USC both 50-1 to to win the national title. Those are the highest of any Pac-12 teams. And in terms of winning the conference, Joe, like I feel like last week we, when we did the other ones, it was more... You know, Clemson minus 900, Ohio State minus 250. Like, there was clear betting favorites. When you look at the Pac-12 at FanDuel, Oregon plus 230, Washington plus 350, Arizona State and USC 4-1, to Utah 6-1. to Like, you have some options in terms of trying to find who you think is going to win the Pac-12. But we have to start with Oregon, of course. Mario Cristobal and his crew up there. Uh, uniforms aside, Joe, which I absolutely <laughs> love. Oh, I love come on. the neon uh, ensembles that Oregon comes out with on a weekly basis. I know that you love them, too. Uh, give me your thoughts on Oregon here. Are they a deserving favorite of this conference going into the season? When they're on, they're a deserving favorite. Let's not forget a couple of years ago with Justin Herbert, 12-2, and two, they win the Rose Bowl against Wisconsin, right? They have top-five talent, especially in the interior. They had one of the best offensive lines heading into the nation last year, right? And they had one of the best defensive fronts with their star, five-star athlete, in terms of the defensive end position, right? So, so they on paper were the clear-cut favorites to win the to win the Pac-12, and they stepped up and they dominated USC on a short notice. But that being aside, they started out basically three and zero, and then the wheels fell off in Corvallis on that Friday night special where they were a double-digit favorite and lost to their arch rival. So there are huge concerns for me from an offensive perspective in terms of what is this team going to look like? Is Anthony? Brown going to be that quarterback to lead you to a a title? Is he going to be the type of player that if the game is on the line, Anthony Brown can lead your team from a fourth quarter deficit? Or can he just lead a a win based off a top 10 talent with the strength of his arm? He's a good quarterback, not an elite quarterback. And that's the problem for me, Carver, is that yes, I, I think they're a good team. But I think Ohio State beats them up from an offensive perspective in that matchup, and that's why they're a 10-point favorite already on FanDuel. Yeah, and you bring up Brown, Joe. Like, here's the thing for me. I need to see more. When they brought him in against Iowa State in that Fiesta Bowl, like, and they were going back and forth with him and Shuck, who stinks, went down to Texas Tech, um, as we know. Like, when when they brought him in, Joe... It was more RPO, more running. I know that that's the offense they want to run there. I get it. But, like, they really didn't let him throw the ball at all. And I need to see if he can actually throw. That's my biggest thing. Yeah, I mean, from a statistics standpoint at BC, right, he was the first quarterback to throw for 2,000-plus yards when he was when he started with A.J. Dillon back four years ago since 2012, Chase Reddick, right? So he can throw, but he's a product of the running game. He's Again, if the running game is not there with C.J. Verdell and Die, right, if teams stack the box and say, okay, Anthony Brown, beat us over the top, can he get the ball vertically to Johnny Johnson? Can he get it to Jalen Red? Can he get it to his wide receiver, Micah Pittman? I'm not so sure, and that's the concern. From an offensive line perspective, they bring three starters back, so they're going to be solid, but during the season last year, that offensive line broke down, and that was the thing. They couldn't run the football consistently, and people will say, well, that once they lost to Oregon State, the season was over. You can't allow that to happen this year. So if it can happen last year, who's to say it's not going to happen against Ohio State or it's not going to happen in the rivalry game against Washington? So that's why I just can't buy in to Oregon right here, right now with Cristobal. And I'll say this, best uniforms were back in the day with Mike Bellotti and Dennis Dixon and Jonathan Stewart. Jonathan Stewart, best Oregon running back, in my opinion, back in the day. And that was when they had, like, the duck coming out of the Ojo. Is that right. the one, that logo? Yep. Back when they, that was when they played uh, the Rose Bowl. What was that, around 94-95 against right. uh, Penn State? Uh, remember, remember that game, Joe? Well, that was Ricky Whittle. Those were the Rick, real yeah. old school. I'm talking, yeah. like, circa 2001, no, 2002 in those years. The, the uh, you're talking Ricky Whittle. Yellow. Oh, yeah. With Achille the, King. You're yeah, talking with, those days. Now, the, now yeah. Carver, how about this? They only have two very tough road games, right? That game in Columbus 
Rutgers at Ohio wow. State. That's as and tough as it gets. And then at Utah, <laughs> with, at Utah with Charlie Brewer and the Utah Utes. That's not going to be an easy game in Salt Lake City. No, it is not. Uh, Utah, very good team at home. But the rest of their Pac-12 conference schedule, I mean, look, it, it's – Look, they got to go to Washington, too. They, they've got some tough games, Joe. They, they, they do. I don't think that this is the kind of schedule where we're going to see Oregon go 11-1 and uh, or 12-0. and I, I think they're going to have some problems in this schedule. Let's go to USC. It seems like Clay Helton just um, – there's been so many times I feel like they've been trying to get him out the door, but they haven't been able to do it yet. <laughs> and now he comes in here this year. He's got Keaton Slovis, of course, who I believe is the highest – um, Heisman number for any Pac-12 player at twenty-five to one. Your boy Sloves. My um, boy it was four, a couple of years ago. Sloves <laughs> four one uh, USC to win the Pac-12 to win the Pac-12 South. They are plus one seventy-five. The co-favorite with Arizona State. What do you think about Slovis here and Clay Helton out in Southern California? Well, I think Slovis is going to be a great pro. That aside, I think they have their work cut out for them. Uh, you know, they lose Stephen Carr that transferred over to Indiana. The problem with Clay Helton is, and from on paper, a winning percentage, 661 in, in, in Troy, right? In, in LA, he's 661% winning percentage. Over the last three years, though, he's only 18 and 13 overall and 2 and 3 in bowl games. Last bowl win came four years ago. If you couldn't win, I mean, think about this. It's set up perfectly for USC to steal the spotlight over Ohio State last year. They could not do it. In a game that mattered against Oregon, they could not step up. That's the concern I have with Clay Helton. Where is the mental fortitude of this team. Now, he has some weapons around him. Drake London, a hybrid type of tight end, going to be a number one draft pick, in my opinion, in terms of the next level. Drake Jackson, an athletic defensive tackle. That defense, though, they bend, and they bend, and then all of a sudden, they fall apart in key games. They need to step up on the front seven. Until I see that, again, I think this is a 9-3 football team. They're going to lose a game to either Arizona State or someone else on their schedule that they shouldn't and people will be calling for Clay Helton's head in 2021. You like you like Slovis that much, Joe? Like I here's do. the thing. Like in, in terms of pro, like obviously these guys can win games at USC and on the college level. I just feel like over the last 25 years, the USC quarterback, aside from Carson Palmer, has mm-hmm. gotten a has gotten a bit of a reputation in the yes. NFL. I mean, and and the reputation and the reputation, Joe, is that they're not that good when they get there. And aside right. from Carson Palmer, that's the problem with me, Joe. No, I agree. I, I, listen, you can make the assessment too, right? We talked about Wisconsin running backs outside of Melvin Gordon and Jonathan yeah. Taylor. They, you know, everybody else failed. You know, PJ Hill, Monty Ball. You can go on and on and on, right? Monty Ball, but, right? <laughs> Yeah, you know, Zach Moss back in the day for the Miami Dolphins. But here's the thing about Slovis that I do like, okay? He came on as a freshman. Let's not forget, Pac-12 Freshman Player of the Year a couple of years ago. He stays in the pocket, and I, gi- I give him a lot of credit for that. He has good pocket presence. He goes through his reads and progressions. So I like that he's battle-tested. When you look at his predecessor, JT Daniels, a deer in the headlights. You know, he stared down receivers. He looked like he wasn't NFL ready or college ready when JT Daniels took over for the Trojans. Keaton Slovis is a confident quarterback. He's a cool customer. I like that from the quarterback perspective. Now, did he really take the next step after uh, his season a couple of years ago? I needed to see a little bit more, but how much was that due to the pandemic, the offensive line? So I'll give him a pass on that, Carver. All right, I'm with you, Joe. I'm with you, but I got to see these guys actually do it in a big spot before I can start to back them. All right, college football full circle right here. Mike Carver and Joe Lisi, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 204. We're going to come back. More Pac-12 talk. Even Corey Allen, former Georgia wide receiver, going to join the mix as well. We keep rolling after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. 
The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to College Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Mike Carver. All right, and we're back. College Football Full Circle right here. Mike Carver and Joe Lisi on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 204. We're talking a little Pac-12 today, but we also have to get the Georgia Bulldogs in the mix. That is because Corey Allen joins us right now, former Georgia wide receiver, Going to talk a little Pac-12 and Georgia Bulldogs with him. Corey, thanks for a couple minutes today. How are you, my man? Hope you guys can hear me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We can hear you perfectly. Let's rock, Corey. Before we get to Georgia, let's start with the Pac-12 a little bit here. There always is this perception that the East Coast and nobody cares about the Pac-12 and they never get in the playoff because they're the Pac-12. And Do you believe, Corey, that there's an actual bias against that conference, or is it just like kind of what me and Joe think? They haven't shown enough to put themselves in that kind of a conversation the last couple of years. I think the bias is definitely there, but I think it plays into the fact that the teams are really the best chance, the representation, the play on the field is what's going to give the Pac-10, excuse me, the Pac-12 the best chance to get the recognition it, it deserves. They've got teams that uh, a lot of the country respects. When you look across uh, the landscape of the Pac-12, where you consider USC, Colorado has a history of championships, Arizona and Arizona State compete, Washington uh, going on and on, Oregon. They've got teams that have the frontline talent. The depth is usually going to be the bigger difference between teams in the Pac-12 versus maybe an ACC or an SEC team, especially when you look at the defensive and offensive lines. So the frontline talent is definitely there. A lot of the quarterbacks that are having a great time in the in the South, when you look at Trevor Lawrence or uh, JT Daniels or Bryce Young, even uh, DJ Uwe Ungalele, I want to make sure I say his name right. These are West Coast kids, so the talent is coming from the West Coast when you look at the quarterback position, but the depth maybe on the offensive and defensive lines might be a little bit uh, lesser, but the, uh, the front-line talent is there. The coaching is really what's going to have to – uh, show its wares, especially in scenarios where you've got a situation like LSU and UCLA. Uh, this is a great chance for the Pac-12 to show itself. Corey, I want to keep it there in terms of, you know, recruits, right? And in terms of recruits going out west, when you see the dominance of Pete Carroll back in the day with Matt Lauder, Mike Williams, and Reggie Bush, why do you feel there's been a significant drop-off, especially at the quarterback position? Why do kids want, do not want to go out west anymore? Is it just due to national championships with the Alabama Crimson Tide? I think it does play into what's hot right now, and the hotter not factor is really in the south. Uh, looking at Clemson, looking at LSU, looking at Alabama, a lot of those teams have done a great job producing professional talent, especially at the quarterback position. Uh, West Coast right now haven't had a lot of that success here lately when you look at championship caliber teams getting a good opportunity to show those kids in those local areas that they can get kids to the next level as well. Uh, The opportunity is there. I think one big difference is the coaching. You mentioned Pete Carroll right now, the SEC. I mean, if you just look at what a guy like Nick Saban, Nick Saban's undoubtedly one of the best in the business. But when you add guys like Doug Marone and other professionals to your staff, I mean, Bill O'Brien's the new coordinator. There is no drop-off. The coaching is there. The talent is there. 
the competition is there. Some of the kids around the country just want to come and participate, take that challenge on. I think uh, the Pac-12, as you look at how they're recruiting, they're continuing to make progress and get back to that level. But the recruiting bloodline is, is definitely a clear indicator on where the programs are going. And right now, that's where the difference lies. College football full circle here. Mike Carver and Joe Lisi were talking with Corey Allen right now. You mentioned the recruiting and the quarterbacks, and it's such an enormous thing. You know, the, the Pac-12 had JT Daniels at USC in their conference, and now, Corey, he, of course, is across the country playing for your Georgia Bulldogs going into year two with them. He is a preseason Heisman candidate, and as we know, Georgia expected to do good things. How about JT Daniels, former Pac-12 and USC player, now over with the Georgia Bulldogs getting ready to start their season? Transfer portal is dirty. I tell you, you win some, you lose some. You look at how players come, players go. We had to live the Justin Fields debacle for the last two years here in Athens. Uh, Ohio State had to understand Joe Burrow was in their cupboard, and they let him walk away. And at this point, JT Daniels, we're hoping he can bring us that same level of success as he made the transfer from SC over here to Athens. Uh, We understand that, uh, again, kids are going to go to where the opportunity lies. And uh, a guy like JT, we, we were lucky enough to find him in our, in our wares. So uh, the, the Georgia fan base is extremely appreciative. This is a young man who's not afraid to throw the ball and take the chance, throw it down the field, take advantage of those receivers who Georgia really needs to highlight as we look at the upcoming season. But a talent like JT Daniels, I promise you, we're very much grateful and thankful for. Uh, but at the same time, we're not ready to give him up because we've got, we've got business ahead. As Bulldog fans, Corey, you know, you can never get overly excited, especially at the quarterback position in Athens, right? I look at JT Daniels last year after they lost both of those games. The pressure was basically off, right? Can this team embrace the new offensive philosophy of coordinator uh, Monken in terms of opening it up? Jermaine Burton returns, but there's injuries to Pickens. Demetrius Robertson transfers to Auburn. How will this offense look under Daniels this year? I think Daniel is going to be in a strong position because Todd Munkin really has, uh, he has everything at his disposal. When you look at the weapons available to JT Daniels, the running back room is completely full. Yes, we did lose George Pickens, but we also got a guy like Eric Gilbert, a tight end from LSU, who's going to play the ex receiver uh, between the hedges at the University of Georgia. We also have a tight end in uh, Washington who's standing at 6'7. Jermaine Burton at wide receiver, Kiaris Jackson, Blaylock returning. Weapons on the perimeter are going to really put JT Daniels in a strong position to get the guy who's open, put the ball in his hands. He doesn't have to pick and choose or play a favorite. He's going to have flexibility. Todd Monken will help to create that. The running back room that I mentioned, Zamir White, uh, when you look at uh, Milton and and McIntosh, again, another West Coast guy uh, coming in our backfield. Even when you look at a guy like Dejon Edwards, uh, George's running back room, James Cook. Uh, I, I can't forget him. There's so much talent available to JT Daniels and Todd Munkin. Their role is really going to be put the ball in the hands of the playmakers, allow these young men to make plays. We don't need to force anything. We can just execute the offense knowing that at the same time, JT's ready to throw it deep and strike on a moment's notice. So the flexibility between the running and the passing should allow for JT Daniels and Todd Munkin to really take advantage of that talent Georgia's got on the offensive side. Corey, I absolutely love when two big schools can get together and start a season off the right way. And the Georgia Bulldogs are playing arguably the biggest regular season college football game this year as they will open up with Clemson in Charlotte. Slight favorite for Clemson right now. I love games like this, Corey, and this is going to be a lot of fun right out of the gate between the Bulldogs and the Tigers. This is a nail-biter. It's a traditional rivalry. Those schools, uh, not more than 60, uh, 45 miles apart when you look at Clemson and the distance between Athens and Clemson. Uh, a lot of these young men know each other. This is going to be a bloody game because, again, the rivalry is there. There's a tradition in the 80s of these two teams having some chances to play against each other annually. When I was a, a young Bulldog, we played against Clemson my junior, excuse me, my freshman and sophomore year, and we split those meetings. Uh, I remember a safety by the last name of Dawkins knocking a few guys out that I had a chance to play with. 
um, nonetheless, this is a great opportunity for two teams on the rise. Clemson has already really reached that pedestal. They understand what championship football is like. They want to show that they uh, still deserve to be there under Dabo's swing. At the same time, Georgia needs this matchup because it's the it's the pinnacle of the season, and just, it just so happens to be in week one. So it's a, uh, they've got to take advantage of the opportunity. You can't ask for a better opponent so that the nation can judge you properly. Uh, the unfortunate thing is if Georgia wins or loses, they're still going to be in a strong position. And I hate to talk Georgia losing, but that's a non-conference game to a top-tier opponent on a neutral site in the state of Carolina, really stronger towards Clemson. Georgia can rebound from that. It may be a little bit tougher for Clemson to do so as they walk through the ACC uh, because that's going to be looked more like a home game on their schedule. Nonetheless, highly anticipated. Both sides are uh, really looking to showcase offense, and both sides really ready to play tough defense. Yeah, they played a dynamic game a few years ago with Todd Gurley and Sammy Watkins, 38-35, that I believe Clemson won that matchup. Corey, I just want to wrap it up. We have about a minute left. Do you feel that the Pac-12 can get a team in the college football playoff in 2021? I think they definitely can. I think the Pac-12 has great representation. I mean, I feel I felt I excuse me. I initially felt like Arizona State was going to have a chance. Their offseason might have deterred that. But if you look at the top of the Pac-12, they do have a chance uh, to really sneak one team in. He's going to have to run the table, win the championship game, and just be head and shoulders above the league. And if you had to ask me, Joe, I'm going to go take my outside shot, and I'm going to say that USC is ready to re reassume that throne. So oh. they do have a chance. Got to start hot, though, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Corey, <laughs> tremendous stuff. Uh, we can't thank you enough for a few minutes here. Uh, looking forward to the season, and we'll talk to you as it moves on, my man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. You have a good one. All right, there you go, Joe, right there. Corey Allen, of course, former Georgia wide receiver. Thinks the Pac-12's got a chance, baby. Get a little uh, something in the mix for this season. When money's hey. on the line, though, Carver, when money's <laughs> on the line, that's the problem. When money, You know they, they're a complete money burn, the Pac-12, right? I know complete money burn. I know. College football full circle. Mike Carver and Joe Lisi here with you. Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 204. We'll come back. We've got some teams we haven't touched on yet, Joe. You know I love Chip Kelly out there at UCLA. I got to ask you what's happened to Stanford, Herman, Arizona State. Utah never gets talked about. More Pac-12 with Carver and Lisi as we roll on on college football full circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to College Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Mike Carver. And we're back. College Football Full Circle right here. Mike Carver and Joe 
Lisi, Sirius XM Channel 204, Sports Grid Radio. All right, Joe, great stuff from Corey Allen right there, yeah. joining us for a couple of minutes, talking some Pac-12 and some of his beloved Georgia Bulldogs. A couple other teams in the Pac-12. I, I got to start with, let's start with Stanford, Joe, because Stanford, for years and years and years, you know, they're one of those teams that in the top 10, top 15, mm-hmm. you know, the teams that you talk about maybe at the top of the Pac-12 that has a chance of, you know, possibly breaking through. And I don't know what has happened over the past couple of years, Joe. I mean, David Shaw, every year he's going to the NFL. He doesn't want to interview <laughs> for NFL jobs. I mean, Stanford, like, they kind of suck now, Joe. Like, I, I don't know yeah. what happened to them, but they stink now. Yeah, they haven't evolved, Carver, and that's the problem. You can make the assessment that look at Alabama uh, back before they got to and they developed the quarterback, right? With just more that ground and pound mentality, right? Then they realize that in order to compete with some of the better teams in college football, right? Teams like LSU and uh, you know other teams outside, Clemson, right? The progression of the quarterbacks, Ohio State, when they lost that game in the college football playoff, that was an eye opener for for Nick Saban. I have to develop the quarterback. So they evolved. Stanford hasn't evolved. And and their bread and butter for years was ground and pound with Christian McCaffrey, right? And then Bryce Love, and then we'll work off a of play action and rely on a front seven that was big and physical and really didn't have a lot of speed. Well, the problem was is that over the past couple of years, and go back to 2017, they averaged 5.9 yards per carry, right? 2018 comes, the offensive line has concerns, teams are box, they dip down to 3.6 yards per carry. So what does that mean? You can't sustain drives. Your defense then goes out there for extended periods of time. You can't dictate the tempo, and teams now are wearing your defense down. And that was the problem over the last couple of years. So now when Bryce Love was there, too, the same type of mentality. Well, the the last couple of years, 3.6, 3.5 yards per carry. Last year, they got it up to 4 yards per carry. But the defense was giving up 220 rushing yards per game. You don't have the type of team speed to compete with some of the better teams in college football. You need to slow down the tempo. Methodical drives. They got away from that and got away from the, the mentality, right? And it just they just didn't evolve from the quarterback position. And KJ Costello transfers. Davis Mills is a good quarterback. They just don't have team speed. And that's the problem that David Shaw faces in 2021. You're right, Joe. It's just it's been so long. I mean, their win total at FanDuel is four. I mean, the they have a tough schedule, Carver. They got to. And you know what? I'll give Shaw credit for this. I give Shaw credit for this because just like, and you know that I'm a big guy on this stuff. All three of his non-conference games are against other Power Five teams. Right. You know, and and I and I appreciate that. And they're they're not the highest level of the conference, but it's like I always like match up against another Power Five team on your level. All right, they should be they should be better than Vandy. I understand that, but at least they're playing an an SEC team. They're playing a Big Twelve team in Kansas State. They always play Notre Dame every single year. So they're three games outside the Pac twelve you know, are not are not easy. They're not, you know, we're going to blow this team out 45 to nothing opening week. And that Kansas State game, actually, Joe, is uh, one of those kickoff classics in Jerry's world right. uh, in week number one. So that's not going to be I mean, easy. No, not neutral side. And, and that place right. is going to be more Kansas State purple than Stanford Cardinal red, Joe. I mean, it, just it is. And, and it's it, I, I want to see that matchup because it is two teams that really mirror each other, right? You know, Skyler yeah. Thompson two teams, for K-State. Two teams were going to be chasing the under on the win total. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, and they're going to set a total of this game, and I haven't checked yet, you know, 35, and we're going to be like, yeah, we can get five touchdowns, right? But that's the thing, Carver, is that both teams mirror each other. Physicality, offense, and defensive lines, that's what they want to do, run the football, let's methodically work down the field. Doesn't work in today's college football unless you have top five talent, which both of those teams do not have. So we'll see. I mean, solid running back in Austin Jones for Stanford. You know, solid quarterback in Jack West. He's a senior. Skylar Thompson, though, when he's on, he's lethal. He's another money burn. You bet on him, he throws five interceptions or gets hurt. You bet against him, he rushes for five touchdowns. That's the problem in terms of Kansas State. But, again, I, I don't see this team cracking five wins this year. I think David Shaw is up against it. He hasn't evolved. We'll see. A very difficult schedule, though. You look at this. Notre Dame at Arizona State. They don't have the edge there. At Washington State's difficult. At USC, Oregon at home, 
terrible schedule for them this year. Yeah, they're actually, believe it or not, minus one and a half in that Jerry's World game against Kansas State. That shows you where Uh, Kansas State is at right now. Uh, No total yet, Joe. When I get you the total in a couple weeks. It's got to be 35, Carver. 36. Um, let's, (laughs) Let's go to UCLA. Year number four for Chip Kelly. I think it's time, Joe. Like, you you started to see some of the flashes last year. Now, look, he's not exactly got the same talent that he had at Oregon to start, you know, completely blitzing people on offense as he wants to do. Is he getting close to getting that? Is Chip Kelly getting close to knocking down the door over there in uh, UCLA? Absolutely not. Are you kidding? I I put him on the hot seat. I mean, Chip Kelly deserves a slap if you think about it. If you're a Bruin backer, are you kidding me? I mean, he's 10 and 21 in his tenure at UCLA. 10 and 21. That's 322 winning percentage. That that constitutes $5 million a year. I want to sign up for that. I mean, in the Pac 12, the last few years, he's just 10 and 15 overall. That's a 400 winning percentage. On the road or on a neutral field site, Carver, over the last few years, Years, four and ten. Are you kidding me? That's that's two hundred and eighty-five percent winning percentage. They lost those games by fifteen point nine points per game. Yes, he has Dorian Thompson Robinson, but he's given up thirty points per game on the defensive side of the ball. Hey, Chip, wake up! Play defense. Can you play defense? Can you tackle somebody? Are you kidding me? It doesn't help. You see, this gets me crazy. I mean, it doesn't help five million defense. And here, and here's the thing, Joe. It doesn't help your defense, which isn't that good to begin with, when your offense maybe hasn't reached the level you need him to yet, and they're in and off the field, three and out in about 22 seconds. You know that 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 never helps the defense either because they stay on the field the entire night. You know that Kelly wants to move fast. We know how Chip Kelly wants to run his offense, and um, this is the year he needs to he needs to break through a little bit here. Like uh, you know what he needs it to starts, do, Joe. It, He's got to go six starts, and six. He's got to six go six and six. And six. They play Hawaii, right? We talked about that game, right? They open with Hawaii. They're a 16-point favorite, 16-and-a-half-point favorite at FanDuel. They have LSU on deck. That line opened up at five, LSU five. It's down to three. Now, you say, yes, on paper, Chip Kelly and should dominate Hawaii, right? Are they looking ahead, though, to that game against LSU? That's always a concern, isn't it? Where you, you catch UCLA napping week one where they don't want to show too much for the, UC, uh, for the LSU game and you catch them? I mean, that's a possibility. If he loses that game to Hawaii, he's out the door. There's no way you could keep Chip, Chip Kelly. He lost back-to-back games against USC after they won a few years ago. No consistency. Can't win on the road. I, I, I can't stand Chip Kelly as head coach. Sorry. <laughs> I just can't. I, can't, I Joe, cannot a stand him. As well, a, could you imagine I have to if, be he honest. That, if he lost that game to Hawaii to start the year? Oh, my goodness. Chip, well, let please. Me, do you feel confident in Chip Kelly in terms of everybody brought him in I, for the I, offensive perspective, but right? But I feel like he's shown that he can recruit in that conference. Now, I get it was a long time ago, but it's not like he's at, you know, it's not like he's at Arizona. I mean, he's that's, they got plenty of money at UCLA, Joe. I mean, I was going to say he doesn't have that Nike money at Oregon anymore. They got plenty of money down at UCLA. I, I don't know. I, this I defense like... needs to get better. This defense gave up 409 right, but that, but, yards per but game. But the problem with this guy is he doesn't care about it. You see, when he was at Oregon, Joe, he had good defensive coordinators. And he, and he doesn't have that right now. And I, and I think that that's what Chip needs to focus on. You're right. Um, because he still needs to get the pieces right on offense uh, to make it happen. We're running out of time, what? and there's so many teams I haven't even talked to you about. Hold on a second. Herman, Arizona State. What's the deal here? I know they had some problems here in the offseason. There's some things going on, obviously, off the field with the Arizona State Sun Devils. Herm has improved that team over the last couple of years. Um, Do you like them maybe to take a poke to win the Pac-12? I like them, but the problem is, has he done anything that Todd Graham didn't do in Arizona State? He has. No, he hasn't. I, I mean, Jaden Daniels is one of the best quarterbacks in, in the Pac-12, right? Merlin Robertson is a, an elite defensive talent in terms of a hard hitter, Vontez perfect type of player. But have, have they taken the next level? I mean, they lose that game. They should have won that game against USC. I mean, that onside kick week one. I mean, oh, but then when they're on, I mean, he, he Kevin Sumlin is, it got 
got pasted in that game. So they put up 70 against Arizona on the road. I mean, Arizona State was scoring at will on the Wildcats. If they play like that, you say, yeah, they can steal the Pac-12 this year. I think they have some playmakers. They lose Darby, their big play wide receiver from last year, but they return experienced wide receivers. There's three starters back on the offensive line. They get seven starters back on defense, but Robertson really is the key. You know, can this defense get to a elite level like some of the other teams that we've seen I think they can but Herm again he starts fast and then they falter in the middle of the year right they were a seven and six team a few years ago yeah no it's true uh, you're right though Herm really hasn't done anything that anybody else has done I you just you know it just it is what it is he needs to take them to another level um, I feel like nobody ever talks about Utah, and I guess we're in the same boat because it took us uh, quite a while into this hour to talk about them. But Kyle Whittenham, once again, um, he's got a decent squad there, and, and I think that they're the value pick. Like, when you, look, when you look at this group of four, five, six teams that you think can win the Pac-12, Utah at 6-1, to one, Joe. I mean, they, I feel like they do got just as good a shot as anybody else. They do. They've been there, right? Winningham has shown an ability to go toe-to-toe, right? They should have won, or you could say they they basically gave that game to Oregon a couple years ago, but at the end of the day, they get a big-time transfer and one of my favorite quarterbacks in college football and Charlie Brewer. They're a blue-collar type of team. Britain Covey returns. I feel like he's 100 years old. The kid has been in Salt Lake City for like 100 years already. He's got to be like an eight-year senior in terms of, you know, that offense. They're a bend-but-don't-break type of team, right? They need to run the football consistently. They can do that. I think the offensive line is going to be solid. They bring back four starters. Charlie Brewer is an upgrade from what they had last year in terms of Jake Bentley. He didn't work out from South Carolina. He was he was inconsistent. He gave oh, way at the stunk. end of the year. Charlie Brewer Charlie Brewer lost one game as a high school quarterback, turned around Baylor a couple of years ago. The kid is a gritty QB. He wants to win. He's going to turn around that program. They're my pick to possibly steal the Pac-12. He has played. He did play very well at Baylor, I, I will say. that That is a nice move for Utah because their quarterback play last year was embarrassing uh, the couple times that they watched him. And I know that they kind of like to do that ground and pound, too. But you're right, Joe. Bringing in Brewer, uh, that's something definitely to look to. Uh, These other teams in the Pac-12, it's tough, Joe. It really is. Maybe we'll come back. We'll quickly run through fast these other teams. Uh, Colorado actually was kind of surprising the last couple of years. But they, you know, you never know with them. Oregon State, Cal, Arizona. I got something for you on Arizona. I can't stand. I mean, they can never get it right. They cost me a lot of money last year, Joe. That's for sure. College football full circle. <laughs> Mike Carver and Joe Lisi right here. Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 204. We will come back and wrap it up with the Pac-12. A couple of the lesser teams. No, they have chances to make us some money. We'll be right back, and we'll keep rolling on college football full circle right here. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to College Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Mike Carver. All right, and we're back. College Football Full Circle. Carver and Lisi here, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. All right, we're going to get out of here in a minute, Joe. We'll save some of these other teams with win totals. We're going to literally do like an entire week of just picking win totals for all like right. 120 college Division One college teams. We will yep. get back to the to these other teams in the Pac-12 eventually. I will finish today with this though, Joe. Can anybody in the Pac-12 actually win the Heisman Trophy? No. We look through it. <laughs> we look through it's hard. I mean, the only one, the the only guys that you could say I is Slovis that they I have listed, right? Slovis is the favorite out of Pac-12 players at twenty-five to one. You got Jaden Daniels <sighs> at thirty to one. You were just pumping up Charlie Brewer. He's a hundred to one. But the problem with Brewer is it's going to be a they're team not, effort. Like Charlie Brewer is going to lead the Heisman that team. to somebody from Utah. Right. Can they're you imagine 2021 <laughs> Heisman Trophy winner from Texas, Charlie Brewer? Get up here. Right? That's the problem. That is the problem because even though Utah could go undefeated, it, there's nobody that realizes that Utah's a solid program. You know, nobody realizes back in the day with Alex Smith, they knocked off Al- Alabama, right? So even right. if Utah goes undefeated from the media perspective, Charlie Brewer's not going to win it. You know, it's Slovis, J- Jaden Daniels, maybe. Maybe it's Oregon and Thibodeau. If, uh, if he has a dominant year on the defensive side of the ball where he just takes games over, that's a possibility because they play Ohio State. That would be maybe. I, I don't back Anthony Brown. Is Anthony even, Brown even on FanDuel's list? No, he is actually 60 to 1. We missed him. He's actually after Slovis and Daniels. He's 60 to 1. Anthony How about C.J. Verdell? I know we had an off year, but he is one of the best running backs in terms of the Pac 12 this year. Maybe. Maybe, Joe. But I don't know about it. I, I don't think because you, you got to remember, <laughs> even if they have a monster season, what do they have to get past? The East Coast bias. All right, Joe. <laughs> tremendous job today. Uh, great stuff from Corey Allen earlier. Great job by Andrew Torres, as always. Mike Carver and Joe Lisi. College football full circle. Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 204. We'll see you tomorrow. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.